We're rolling. Episode 304. Whoa, cool. Brooks Wheelin is here with me in the Laugh Track Podcast, episode 304. Do you remember the last time you were here? Guess which number that was. We do one a week. Uh, I'm going to guess 255. Dude, 249. Close. Nice job. Yeah, math. You're not that bad at math. Yeah. Nice job, nice job. Um, yeah, this would be the third one I've done. Correct. So I'll probably repeat a lot of nope. inaccurate facts. No, well, <laughs> we don't have a fact checker, so you're fine. Okay, good. I'm just saying bad advice. Bad, bad advice? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, we'll... I have a lot of that to give. All right. How was... Uh... I haven't tried one of those scooters yet that are all around Minneapolis now. You have. I just... I did it. Please give me time. a review. I did it for the first time ever. Uh, they're in Los Angeles. Okay. And I really was like, ugh. And I don't know why I said ugh, because it's definitely up my alley. <laughs> I was like, what? It's amazing. They're so fun. They are dangerous. I, I, um, that's the first thing I think. They go fast, and uh, you get to be in the street. Yeah. So they're dangerous to where, like, even, like, I, I like to consider myself, like, pretty safe and good at, like, skateboarding and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh... I w- there was a few times that I was like, I don't feel, I feel nervous. But overall, a really great time, especially in, in Minneapolis where you have a lot of great bike paths. Try to stay on those, right? Stay on yeah. the bike paths. Yeah. Now, let's pretend that was a bike, or let's say you're back home in California. Uh, a helmet when you're riding your bicycle? No, I got to look cool, dude. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Backwards hat, sunglasses. Backwards hat, sunglasses. And terror shirt. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And uh, cut off jean shorts, baby. Well, I was at a bar last week drinking, you know, on an outside little patio, and... Would you guys have so many of those? That's so nice. Except you only get to use them four months a year. But you guys use the shit out of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just assume if, if uh, it's between four and seven in the evening, it's no, packed. That's why I'm Wherever like, you want to go, it's packed. This, that's why I'm so surprised people come to these shows, and this, this is the first... Well, the second time I've done it, like, but this is like prime summer. And the fact that oh, people yeah. are coming to the shows is mind-blowing, just like a testament to Acme and how good it is. Not only is it prime summer, it's like crunch time, like back-to-school shit is get in the in. air. Get yeah, it like get it in, in while you can, exactly. Yeah. And the shows are still great, which is crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I heard you on... Oh, I just want to finish my thought about the uh, those scooters. I was at a bar drinking the other day, and somebody went by, but it wasn't one person. It was three, looked like 12-year-olds. I saw that the All other day, too. Three. It was a little, little, the most unscary bike gang I've ever seen. <laughs> Just, like, the least tough. Mm-hmm. It looked like the Socias from the Outsiders before they were in high school. <laughs> did you have, when you were a kid, did you ever have anything close to as cool as one of these electric scooters to use in uh, Iowa? Well, I did you have a dirt bike or anything? Uh, I crashed a dirt bike when I was little, and I crashed a four-wheeler, like, both at my friend's house, because um, I lived on off a gravel road. Uh, his name's Brian Bradley, and he will confirm this. Okay. And uh, I was, his dad was like, that guy can't come back to our house anymore. You. Me. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, well, yeah, we would ride around on four-wheelers, but uh, gravel roads. So, I mean, I, I would rollerblade in my basement on carpet. What? That's not easy. I had no place to rollerblade. That you you can't. Well, you're not going to get hurt if you fall, but you actually can't go. I, you can't I go mean, fast. Yeah, you go would, super slow. I would go into town sometimes with the rollerblades, and that was like, fun and exciting. Um, I didn't learn how to skateboard till I was like 25, and lived in uh, Long Beach. Jeez. Yeah, which I told my girlfriend I was like, I'm too old to learn, and then she bought a longboard, and then I was like, 
well, let me try it out. And it was, now I love skating so much. Awesome. I moved to New York City, which is the best skating town in the world. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's concrete everywhere. Oh, I suppose, yeah. And it's flat. Right. It's not hilly. Skateboarding's not a crime. Well, I mean, it should be. You should convict everyone who's ever done it. <laughs> no, I love skateboarding. I would, I would skateboard to and from work in New York every day. It was great. Dude, uh, I know like in the past, the last couple times you've been in town here, you rented a car. So did you rent a car this time? Or- no, no. I, I was like, I don't know if that if I'm making enough money anymore to afford to break even on these gigs. Like now That's like, changed? A l- well, a little bit uh, to where I'm like, well, I need to like make some money on these gigs. So I used to just be fine breaking even. Uh, so I'd rent a car and I'd do everything I wanted. And yeah. I'm like... We'll check out these scooters and, you know, pocket some money from the performance. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a little more ca- – I would say getting older has made me more cautious with the, uh, uh, me just blowing through all my money. Right on. Because right. all my friends are getting houses, and I'm like, what? what? Tell me about it. I goofed. Tell me about it. Yeah. My wife came home last weekend, and she's like, oh, yeah, I was at Amanda's, and they just, uh, the house that they were bidding on, their bid was accepted. A $600,000 house. Yeah. I'm going to go shoot myself. Thanks. Yeah. So I'm, like, trying to, like, get a house now. So I'm like, let's, like, let's be a little more cautious, and let's rent the scooters for five bucks. Where do you want to buy a house? Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, the dream is always to buy a house in uh, Wyoming, and then, like, spend as much time there as I can. Uh, and then only go to L.A. to work. But now, Wouldn't that be the, the dream, huh? Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I looked into it at one point when I thought it was all going to work out. <laughs> How many roommates would you need right now to make that happen? A <laughs> uh, house in Wyoming? No, or uh, No, in L.A. Oh, owning. Owning a home in L.A., you need about 900000 to to own like a one-bedroom, like kind of on the east side where I live. Yeah. So... I need like eighteen roommates. <laughs> Do you ever just like put that in perspective of like comparing it to growing up in Iowa, like how much you could get? Now I'm not suggesting you move back there, no, but I'm I mean you would have a freaking I'm mansion. I move back there. <laughs> you are. Yeah, I think it's like every time I like, I'm like, what? Why did I do this? How come here? Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, so chill. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't. I, I, w- I would move to like a Minneapolis instead, or a Minnesota. You know, you got uh, Upper Minnesota, or I mean, honestly, Wyoming. Like I already, I already mentioned, yeah, is my favorite state. Sure, sure, sure. Are you gonna go? Uh, another thing you mentioned last time is uh, fishing. Did you do any fishing this week? I didn't. Uh, my friend who I went fishing with last time I was here, he's been he he was in graduate school. Now he has a job, so it's tougher for him to get off. Oh, he, so he ruined fishing. that by getting a career. Yeah, he might. we might go fishing Saturday. Okay. But I'm going to try to talk him into getting these scooters and just cruising around town with me. <laughs> Fuck fishing. Scooters yeah. are where it's at. Well, I mean, we could scoot to the fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So uh, before we started recording here, uh, Louis Lee, the owner, was out here. You guys were having a brief. I went and grabbed a cup of uh, glass of water. You guys were having a little conversation about yeah. what was going on last couple nights. Good shows. Good show. I couldn't yeah. make it. I was busy. I oh, like coming beforehand. That's totally fine. Um, I haven't recorded like a new album or special since I was here last. So I will say it's like not all new, which is always for me disappointing. Hmm, okay. I'm like, I feel like I let the club down. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I need to rec- put this out for me to drop it. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, I've, you've said that on this podcast before, yeah. that once it's out there, you're done with it. Yeah, and I haven't, I haven't put anything but out. that hasn't that. happened yet. No, no. So uh, I'm doing this club, and then in uh, Comedy on State in like a few weeks, in, in my mind, the, the back-to-back best clubs in America. So I'm going to record, I'm like using this week to like really hone 45 minutes. Sweet. And then Comedy on State, I'm going to record it. And then submit that to Netflix and Comedy Central and be like, nice. Well, can we just, can I just leave this, these jokes behind? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Here's the dumb guy question to, you just mentioned Netflix on a special. Does that work for people? You contacting them with your stuff? Like, does it, or Yo, no, I have, not just I you, know, but anybody? Well, I yeah. know. Well, I have, you know, I've been doing stand up a while. Uh, so I have, you know, I'm familiar and know every, everybody who works. Right there. on. Yeah. Like we've all worked together in some capacity sure. at some point in our careers. Sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. The, like the head of Netflix used to book Montreal, and the, the other woman there used to book the Comedy Central half hours, and I've done did both of those. So it's just kind of like the longer you stay in the game, the more sure. people, you know. So when all these like Netflix, Netflix, you know, the new announcement, they're going to have this, they're going to have that, that most people in your uh, position have been doing comedy for a while. They know the people that are making these decisions. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Right. To okay. where, yeah, then we I see – See him at the bar, and I'm like, "Yo, what was that about?" I'm still around, it's not still even around. still around. Like, hey, like I submit it. You didn't even call me. Like, I mean, it's like, but I get it. You sure. know, like, yeah, it's understand. It's like a this is a business where you you have to like once you stop being um, jealous of other people, you can go a lot further. I'd like that. Yeah. You just lose jealousy and be like, I understand why they got that versus why didn't I get that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Boy, a lot of people. That would help a lot of people. It helped a lot me a of things in life. Yeah. It helped. It also helped, you know, when I got to become a professional comedian because I'm like, my life is what I always wanted it to be. And anything else on top of it is amazing. Hell yeah. So why do I complain? I uh, want to go back just a, a couple of minutes here. You said uh, you were giving a compliment to the club here and also on the one in State Street, Coming on to State, State Street yeah, in Madison. One, this one, I, f- I feel like this one is special to me. If they're each special to me. This one is special to me because Mitch Hedberg recorded Mitch all together here. Yeah. So that's like goosebumps. And then Comedy on State is where I recorded my album. So I love that club because they did that. So I love so these nothing will ever beat this club and that club because my favorite comedy special and then my own happened at those two. I like the fact I'm going to I'm going to point out that I've heard you say these same things on other podcasts. So that's why I know you're not bullshitting me. No, I'm not bullshitting at all. This this one comedy on state and Bloomington comedy attic. I think there's something about Midwestern um, college towns where people are appreciative of. like entertainment, yeah, um, but or art, quote quote unquote. <laughs> Anybody calls stand up comedy art <laughs> should be thrown through a window. <laughs> it's not art; it's just talking confidently. Um, but those, it's just like these liberal towns. I think if Iowa City pulled it together enough to get a good club, I think it would really work there. But it hasn't. Yeah, and I, and that's Iowa City's fault. Um, Where is the know. nearest one to Iowa City? Here, here I'm in Madison. <laughs> here in Madison. Um, What's the best club in, in Iowa City? Acme in Minneapolis. <laughs> well, Penguins. Uh, Penguins is in Cedar Rapids. That's where I started. Okay. And Penguins is a great club. Uh, it's it's a really great cr- club. And uh, you know the guy who I'm so thankful for it, uh, Jeff Johnson, who 
opens it, opened it and ran it, um, created a place where I saw comedy for the first time and realized it could be a job. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an amazing place. It used to be underground. They got flooded, so it's in a different place now. But um, it's still a great club. But it, it's just like, you know, Cedar Rapids is a working town, you know, versus Minneapolis and Madison and Bloomington, which are lucky enough to have, you know, liberal yeah. audience. That's excited. The, uh, the last couple of nights, has the contest, 20s person contest, been going on here it, at the club? It happened uh, Tuesday night, and it was fun. I love that stuff. Do you? Like, I encourage it. Right on. Uh, I love watching comedy. I'm always bummed I don't get to come to the Monday night open, open mic. mic. Yeah, that's yeah. huge here. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, Luis is always talking about the bartender. He, well, not always talking about it, but I asked him about it last night, and he's like, oh, it's great. Yeah. It's very full. And I was like, oh, more full than my show. Okay, cool, Luis. Um, uh, they also don't charge for that. No, but he didn't. He was, <laughs> he, he was being, he's the best. Um, uh, but the other two, sh- last last night was great, and then Tuesday night was good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you ever do a contest like that? Um, you know, I, a- up, I drove up here one time to try to get on uh, Last Comic Standing. Oh, when and they was, did like the what do you, cattle call thing? Yes, when I was like. 20 and living in Iowa City. Um, I, I drove up here with my friend Chris Schlichting, and um, we got so drunk the night before we missed it. And uh, I think that, you know, is kind of was like a, like maybe a foreshadowing of what my career would be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think things have worked out. Sure. Yeah. And uh, thank goodness I didn't get on that show. I would have stunk. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember what year that was? Do you have any idea which year that was? With 20. The, I don't know. Uh, con- which contestant kicked buck that year? No, I remember being, I remember not watching it out of spite. I was like, oh, I didn't even do it. I'm spite avoiding last comic standing. Yeah. Well, now everyone is. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. They, after I was on SNL, they were like, hey, do you want like a, do you want to come try out or whatever? And I was like, go fuck yourself. Oh, really? No offense to anybody who's ever done it. But I just don't want to anymore. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's gone now. What do you think about, uh, like, Carmen Lynch, who's headlined here several times and, is do- and um, uh, you know, she's hilarious. She was just on, she didn't go very far, but on uh, America's Got Talent. I'm always surprised when people who are, like, already headliners then get to no, do a con. I mean, I mean, I think it's awesome for yeah, them. You if get, get national, some more- national exposure is yeah. great. It's just, like, after SNL, I was, like... I feel like I had the national exposure I need. I, I wanted. Okay. Um, so I was like, it would be weird to to go do a show like that. When yeah. I was like, I got on the show that of my dreams and got to do a few updates to where I feel like I, I showed that I could be funny and got me to the place of headlining. Sure. So I was just like, I'm comfortable with this and I'd rather create my own television shows. But anybody who hasn't reached a mass audience, like, go on. Like, 100%. Mm-hmm. It could only help. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What? Uh, so, did you pay attention? Were you? Do you listen when these, um, you know, oh, first timers yes. coming out doing their yeah, two minutes? I hundred percent watched. Okay. Um, there was three people on Tuesday night, and I, you know, I watched them. They're both good. I mean, so three people. Two. The first guy was good, you know, and then the second woman was good, and then the third guy out came out and said like one joke. And Brandon, the manager, I just walked by, coming back here, and I go, "Well, that guy won." Like, did you? Just he clearly had stage presence, yeah, which is kind of all it is up top. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I often get you know for the final night of the thing they'll bring in a bunch of locals to uh, like me and like some radio people, newspaper people to be judges. So I'm always here for the last night. Oh, cool. and yeah, uh, stage presence has a lot to do with it. Yeah, it's all I've it's all I've ever had. Uh, <laughs> it's all you've ever had. Yeah, it's all I it's all I got. Is uh, it's like he's a l- he's a, he's a little too confident, so I'm gonna go with it. Well, okay, you said that. What was your first time on a stage in front of people? It was I was 19. It was at Penguins in Cedar Rapids. Not and- not doing comedy, just like a fifth grade. There nothing like that. Like a mm, oh, well, yeah, I, no, I, I read to, a, you know, I read I was, a poem in no, sixth yeah, grade. Was, Everyone I, laughed. I used to do high school assemblies, but I knew everybody. And you know, I would do I'd write jokes about our school and do them. I started yeah. writing jokes in like fifth grade, but yeah, um, but yeah, just always too much confidence. I think was what I've had, like way too much. They're like, how he doesn't deserve any of this confidence <laughs> that he has, and I'm just like, ah. No, you're like you have two older brothers, two older brothers. That doesn't bro- relate to confidence. It's usually like you're getting the shit kicked out of you. That well, no, it's like I talked to my other friends who are the youngest sibling. And it's like you're quiet and you observe. Um, so I never spoke at home. Okay. But at school was the only was I would bottle it all up and then talk at school. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know, and also the youngest kid is told they're great. Oh yeah. You know, like oh you're great. Uh huh. But I remember when I told my parents I wanted to do com I was going to do comedy. They were like, "You're the least funny member of our family." What? And they're they're right. They're very funny compared to your parents. Even my mom, dad, brother, and bro- like both brothers, they're all funnier than me. I would say the first like two years of my career, my oldest brother wrote most of my jokes for me. Like I would write jokes, and he'd be he'd be like, "What do you think about this one?" And I'd be like, "Can I use that?" Really. Yeah, because, I mean, I was 19 and he would have been 25. So, like, what you could have potentially done on this stage trying out for Last Comic Standing would have been possibly... I mean, it would have been mine, but I just remember him, like, he just was funnier than me. Because it's hard to, you know, not be funnier than a 19-year-old. Sure. Is he using that skill in his career right now? Uh, I mean, he he does bank stuff. He's really cool and... He's the funny banker? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I call him the coolest guy in Iowa. Like, I'm like, he's the... 100% 100% the coolest human being in Iowa. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So he hangs out and he's cool and does that. Chills. How about the other brother? He's he's funny, um, but uh, a different sort of funny where, like, he loves to tell stories um, that, you know, I, I'm like, as a comedian, I'm like, there's some, there's some fat to trim on that story. We could have got there quicker. <laughs> But he's really outgoing. He's great. He's an amazing dad. He's a wrestling coach. Oh, yeah. of course, right? Super You cool. had to have some wrestling coach in your family. Yeah. No, yeah. we all grew up wrestling. The only reason I started doing comedy was because uh, I was bad at wrestling. Like, both my brothers went to college for wrestling, and, like, we all grew up trying to, like, become state champs, and they got much closer than me. And then when I got to college, I was like, oh, I'm not wrestling, and they wrestled through college. And I was like, uh, I'm so bored. So then I started doing stand up. Oh, okay. They were, wow. Do you, what weight class were you? That was the last weight class uh, you were in. I wrestled 145. 145. Weight class I wrestled. I, I was fine. Um, yeah, I like went to the state tournament and and choked. Oh, shit. Yeah, it sucked, but uh, it's fine. You lost to the state champion, right? That's you can I, tell I people. I did lose to. This, I remember. I remember th- believing going to the state tournament, I could get second. 
Like, cause I'd wrestled, the, I'd wrestled this kid earlier. I'd, I could, I'd wrestled ever. I was pretty decent. And this is weird to even talk about on a comedy podcast. It's all right. But it's I'd, about you. Yeah. But I'd been like, I, I'd been everybody in the state except for two kids. Um, and one of them I knew I couldn't beat. I was like, I'm never going to beat that kid. Yeah. And he was on the other side of the bracket in the state and the state championships. And sure. Like, all so right, it was all right, going to line up perfectly. And the other guy who had beaten me, who I had not beaten, but I felt like I could beat. I, I that was my first match of the tournament. I was like, I think I got this. And uh, he beat me like I don't know, like eight to five. Like you know, he did beat me, but it was cl- close enough. And then then my next match, where I was like, you could wrestle back to get third. Um, oh yeah, wrestle back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I haven't heard that phrase in decades. Yeah. I got tech falled in like the first period. I was just so out of it. Like, cause my, my whole dream, my whole life, I got was to win a state wrestling championship. I got second once when I was younger in the AAU. Like, you know, class. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I didn't win then. I got to do it now. And then once that went away, I was like, why am I even doing this? And this guy just beat the fucking shit out of me. Did the, did it have the, uh, I remember the wrestlers in my school would have to wear like those plastic freaking pants. No, was that I still around or did they realize a, that's going to kill someone? It's still around. It will kill people. Um, my brother would do it. My middle brother, who was the best wrestler. Um, uh, but uh, I never did it because he was my coach and he was like, you don't need to do it. And um, it always felt like kind of like unnecessary. I was like, you can get there without him, you know, especially in high school. Yeah. Like I wasn't dropping that much weight. Sure. I just I remember the um, all the wrestlers that I went to school with, they chewed tobacco. Right. Isn't yeah, that a popular thing? How, it's weird how like when I grew up, I, the I, University of Iowa wrestlers were like cool, like badasses. And now it seems like they're just hillbilly. <laughs> what do you what they are? <laughs> like they, you're all got guns and stuff. Like, wow, I, a bunch of my friends wrestled for him. They were just awesome dudes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And now I read about him. Like they've got, they like one of them shot him, sh- got shot. I don't know. It's just like what the what, hell? What happened? Like we used to, Iowa wrestling used to be like cool and not hillbilly. But I don't know. I still, it's like the only sport I care about is Iowa wrestling. Nice. And I'm not good, so it's just fun to watch. What about professional wrestling? Didn't I, I did I see you went to WrestleMania? I went to WrestleMania. I love pro wrestling. I'm a huge fan. Um, I'm f- like, you know, friendly with Dolph Ziegler, who's the current Intercontinental Champ. He does stand-up comedy. Is he doing stand-up for real? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's great. He's I remember awesome. years ago, like, Andy Kindler telling me, oh, you know, this wrestler, Dolph Ziegler, follows me on Twitter, and he's really funny. He's awesome. He's a good dude. Um... Yeah, he so and he supports comedy and still does it and like he's great. Uh but yeah, pro wrestling is so fun. Like it's the ultimate theater. Yeah. You know, it's just the best they're improvisers, first of all. And then they're also strong and they're also amazing at gymnastics. Yeah. So they're better than we could ever dream of. Have you met any of the uh guys that you watched growing up? Like yeah. Let's say you're a big fan of, I don't know who you're a fan of, like Hogan. Have you met Hulk Hogan no, someday? No, never or met Hogan. Brett, I like Bret Hart. I love Bret the Hitman right. Hart. So my middle brother, who's a wrestling coach, um, the Wrestling Hall of Fame is in Waterloo, Iowa, where he's a wrestling coach. And Bret Hart got inducted. And Bret Hart's his favorite wrestler. Oh. And uh, so he was hanging out, and since he's high up in the wrestling community, like got to hang out with Bret Hart. And then ended up in like Bret Hart's like hotel room, Bret Hart smoking weed. And my brother doesn't smoke weed at all. He's, you know, coach, very straight laced sure, Iowa sure. dude. Yeah. And, uh, you oh. know, but just he like was so nervous, like he didn't smoke weed, but he was like, 
I'm like, what if I inhaled some of the smoke that was in the air? Like, am I going to, like, you know, just like, <laughs> but he was just like, what am I going to tell Bret Hart, Bret the Hitman Hart to stop smoking weed? No way, man. I'm excited to see him. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. You want some of this, you know, green? It's all good for you. You know, my brother's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm a, rep, I'm a coach, you know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So did he, he, he's hung with Bret Hart more than I have. Um, I got drunk enough at WrestleMania to like tell some of the wrestlers, like, cause we were staying in the same hotel, like what I thought was, uh, that they, that they weren't being pushed. Right. You know, like I thought that the company wasn't doing their the story right. wasn't yeah. going the right direction. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we agree. But then also at the same time, they're like, who is this? Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could tell us and we agree. Nothing's going to change. Right. Well, at first they liked it, and then, you know, then they realized it was pretty trash. Because <laughs> Dolph was like, hey, come sit down. You know, he's such a nice dude. Yeah. And then I think as soon as I sat down, he was like, uh-oh, I didn't know I invited it. Because it's in New Orleans. It's like 2 in the morning. Yeah. You just, you just assume everybody's trashed. Well, you don't need to, but I was. <laughs> did you watch the uh, Andre the Giant um, doc on HBO? I did, and it, that one was slightly boring to me compared to the... Um, uh, Rick Flair one. I didn't the thirty, 30 for thirty. 30 so I didn't I didn't watch that yet. Oh, it's infinitely better. Really? In my book, yeah. Okay. Rick Flair is so much crazier. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's, he has a weird lisp. He's from Minneapolis. Yeah. And but he's like Minneapolis and like North Carolina at the same time, so he's just like so there I was, just me and the Holiday Inn. <laughs> my biggest enemy. Like he can't be alone. That's his whole thing, is he cannot he th- he's so scared of being alone. Like he's like, so I told Jimbo, let's get eighty kamikaze. <laughs> yeah, the first ninety minutes are like really fun and like about like hey drinking's cool, and then the last thirty you're like oh no you can't do that. Oh, where he maybe went a little too far. His son dies. Yeah, that's from, right. Yeah, from that's having right. a bad dad. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh shit. I have a, a quick Rick Rick Flair story about let's say fifteen years ago. He was uh, in St. Paul for an autograph signing at a um, auto body or auto parts store. Yeah, that's the other part of this documentary. He spent all his money. Really? So that's why he's at an auto parts store doing signing auto- autographs. Yeah, because he needs that check. Yeah. Interesting. Well, he also didn't put in any extra time to earn that check because my buddy and I got there not right on time, mm-hmm. waited in line for, oh, I would say an hour and a half of the two-hour event. There were two people left in front of us in line, and it hit the two-hour mark. Ric Flair got up and fucking left. Sorry, boys. I got to go drink some beer. Yeah. yeah. So he left four people to without autographs out of everybody that was there. Well, you know what? Shame on both of you. <laughs> I agree. On time. <laughs> what do you expect? Uh, or for even Rick Flair going in the first place? Maybe no. He can, he's he. Well, I mean, watch the documentary. He's a bad dude. I gotta check it out. I uh, went and saw Jack White in concert earlier this week. Oh, really? What, who, who's opening for him? I shit. I don't remember the first. I don't remember the guy's really? name. Yeah, it was a band, kind of a bluegrass, and they were really good. Because I remember one time Jack White was. Uh, Run the Jewels was opening for Jack White. That's not who it is. I, I, I love Run the Jewels. Okay. And there's a rap group. Oh. Uh, and they're playing Madison Square Garden. But I had to go open for John Oliver in New York. And I, like, showed up to John's show pissed that I was missing Jack White. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry that you have to do my show. Right, right. Like, 
I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have told you. That. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Anyone but him. <laughs> How was it, though? Was it great? Awesome. And the reason I want to bring it up is because I don't know if you've heard about this. He's doing a phones-free show. Yeah, you have to, like, lock them up. Yes. Yeah, it's great. It is great. Yeah. It is fantastic. So how does that work? You put them in a pouch? Yep. You, uh, yeah, you literally, they take a look at your phone. I think it kind of looked like there was different size pouches. It just, your phone just barely slides in there. Then they take it, and I don't know how they make it seal. And then, but then you get to keep it throughout the show. It's useless, but you hold on to it. Then when you leave, they just kind of, like, uh, wave put a wand it, over yeah, it. wave it over this thing, and it pops open, and then they uh, give you so your phone back. So it wasn't back. like a mad dad. It wasn't like a big hold up to unlock them. Uh, the hold up is going through metal detectors, which is everywhere now. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's great. Yeah, I know KG Elephant does that. Oh, okay. Um, in- I mean, I remember bringing it up on the podcast here with the Chappelle shows that he was doing that at some of his comedy yeah, I shows. I think he was like the pioneer of it. Okay, and then other people took it. Uh, that's totally true. Yeah, Chappelle was the first one to really be like, hey, knock this off. I So I've been paying attention since Monday, since that show, and it's getting crazy positive like feedback from people just going, yeah, well, yeah. I can't believe it. Like, the, I can't remember last time I went to a show and everybody wasn't watching it through their phone in front of their face. Yeah, when I opened for John Oliver, he doesn't have that, but he his opening remark is, because, you know, a thousand people are recording him. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, can't we be here? Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. Um, at the same time, I'm 100% guilty. Of, I won't record a whole song, but I'll snap a pic. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there were times where I kind of went for it. Like, yeah. oh, if I could just get this 15 seconds of this song. Yeah, I, gotta, I don't want to do the whole song. Just the 15 seconds so I can go home and show my wife or my kids or something. Like, no, oh, this totally. was awesome. Yeah, but it, it is like, it's really sweet when everyone's involved. I mean, like, that's the hardest thing in um, stand-up comedy infinitely harder than music is um keeping the attention of everyone sure um so if i could do a no check drop during my set mm-hmm. that would be the dream i've now i've heard people say like well, the way they do it here at acme you almost can't I, tell i can't tell as much here but at other places i can tell so for listeners there's like a point in the set with you have 15 minutes left which it is important people have been buying drinks they have to pay their check mm-hmm so, um, especially when they're like, it's an early show and you got a late another crowd coming in. Yeah. You no, don't have to take care of the business. Important. It's sure. How the, it's what allows me to come here. But, uh, yeah, it gets crazy. It's like, it doesn't get crazy, but you can just see everyone doing math, not listening. Yeah. And you're just up here being like, ah, what? Like I lost half of you. Yeah. And this is what my, my personal favorite joke. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, but they're really amazing at it here. Uh, Lewis puts on, you know, Lewis puts it together great to where it's only drinks and no food. Because that's crazy to like people are eating fucking country fried steaks while you're trying to talk about how Trump's weird. Right. No, I can't even imagine. I've I've only uh, I think I've only been to one other comedy club that has I'm saying that wrong. I've been to one comedy club that has that food on the tables. And it's just, yeah, I hated it. And I'm not a performer. I hated it sitting there. Yeah, it's just weird. Uh, but you know, like it's a business. Everything's a business. Yeah. We're all selling something instead of commercials. Uh, we have food and drinks. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like a a movie theater has popcorn and soda. TV has commercials. We have the drink. There's drinks. Yeah. No, you're right. How was the, uh, you (laughs) first Comic-Con I saw as a guest and not, had you been to Comic-Con before? Comic-Con, I never really got to enjoy it either. 
because uh, I'm on a I do a voice on a cartoon called Big Hero Six. And yeah, we're there to promote it, and uh, we sent some we sent some. Uh, so there's action figures of all of us. I asked you that last year, and you're like, "Oh, I said, are you going to be on an action figure?" Well, oh, I doubt it. I did doubt it, uh, and now it's happened. Yeah, they like they pumped the show way more than I thought. Awesome. They really boosted it. Um, put it on Disney instead of Disney XD, which is cool. Which is yeah, a lot more viewers. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we went and signed some action figures, and I saw the Comic Con floor, and I was like, "This looks so great." I was with my girlfriend, and. Um, I was like, we have to go Sunday because we had to do like signing. We had to do like a panel and interviews on Saturday, you know, to promote the show. Sure. And and then, you know, party on Saturday night. Of course, we got too drunk at the Saturday night party. And then we were like, boy, like be a lot to try to get back in there because it's a lot. So uh, I will sadly admit I didn't really get to walk the floor. And like see the full madness and fun. I see. But I still had a nice time in uh, San Diego. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. bet. <laughs> but it was yeah, it was cool. I don't know. I watched that show. It's yeah, I like it. I think it's positive. And there's a so the one season's in the can. Second is what already We're done. Almost done with the second season. I, we'll find out about a third season pretty soon. I think. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. I remember, yeah, when you were here last time in May of 2017, we had to move a recording up so you could go do some voiceover. Yeah, yeah, um, which is always weird when they're like, we need it now, and I'm like, this will come out in a year and a half. Yeah. Can't wait till tomorrow. Yeah, good point. But they, you know, I'm there's five million other parts after I yell into the microphone. I saw an interview you did where you did something about not standing still while you're recording. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like in a booth and my character's uh, superpower is super jumps. So he jumps really high. So like, all right, do a super jump. And I'm like, all right. And then I jump and they're like, we're picking up the jump on the mics. And I'm like, I don't know how to not, I don't know how to fake jump. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know what you want. Like, let's go with the realism. You're just gonna have to do one crazy good jump off oh, no, <laughs> somewhere else and just like, relive that. Like a bunch of times where he's like, "Yep, yep, 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 yep." I don't know. I mean, they're great. It's Disney. They know what they're doing. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, I did try to pull in my first ever Disney favor by getting uh, tickets to the premiere of The Last Jedi. And they were like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, like, no, the Iowa premiere or the LA premiere. Yeah, I was like, I just really would like to go to the Last Jedi premiere, and they were like, "Come on, man!" I was like, "You're right. I'm sorry. I can't believe I asked. Please don't fire me." Have it, had you heard that other people were getting good Disney freebies? I mean, people who are in like, uh, you know, like. Big Disney shows, oh, sure. not even Disney shows, just Disney movies. I'm, no. I don't even know what a Disney movie is, like like Star Wars. People who are involved in Star Wars got those tickets. Yeah. Um, but the show got nominated for an Emmy. So that's I saw cool. that. Yeah, it's like up against like South Park and The Simpsons and not- Bob's Burgers and Rick and Morty. Yeah, how, how did how did, and that's just like they submit one episode, right? Yeah, so it's weird. I like went into work and they were like. Yo, the show is nominated for an Emmy. I was like, against what? And then they told me. I was like, whoa, like a real Emmy? Because there's daytime Emmys. Too, right, right, right. Yeah. Which, are, you know, like, who's the best Dr. Phil? Exactly. And I yeah. was like, oh, that's probably what we're... Oh, Judge like, Judy wins those, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Uh, but no, they were, they were like, no, no, this is the, the, the this is the one. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I think it's a good show that like kids would. I, I watch it and I don't mind it, and also I feel like it's um, positive for children, like to like you know for to be scientists and you know use their brains. Yeah, which I got a lot of solace from watching the Mister Rogers documentary. Did you see that yet? Uh, no, I'm, I want to really badly. Oh, it's so good. But he he's his big thing is like why make a children's show for. Like, if you're just going to, like, give the children what they want, like, quote, unquote, like, why not be, like, give the children, like, a, it doesn't need to be, like, a heavy-handed message, like, family matters, you know? <laughs> but, like, let's not just, like, throw slime in each other's faces because uh-huh. it's stupid and funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So, the, uh, I, I heard you talk about the Mr. Rogers on a, a podcast you were on. Oh, I think you me, just seen it. I was, it. like, sobbing. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. No, I mean... I don't go to a lot of movies, so that one I'll definitely have to wait it's until good, yeah. Home I mean, I bet, it's on, I bet it's in iTunes in like a, a week. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. No, I've tr- I was raised on Mr. Rogers. I mean, yeah. I didn't know anything about him, and so it was really cool. What are your thoughts on cardigan sweaters? I'm, I'm in. I'm like, I need to get fit again. Like, I used to wear them when I was, like, real fit, a.k.a. like 26. Um <laughs> And now I'm like, well, the tummy sticks out a little bit. Like, <laughs> the last time I had a cardigan was one of these. This was in high school, and it was when I was. Um, it was up for what? It's snow days, you know. Like every like five guys get nominated to stand up there with a girl, and you know you vote for the king or queen of snow oh, days. Cool. Yeah, and most other guys had a suit. I didn't own a suit at the time, mm-hmm. and I couldn't really afford one. No, but, they're expensive. So instead, I bought a cardigan. I like that. Did you win snow days? No, 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 oh, no, no, well, no. Sounds like you got close. No, I top five, top, top five. five out of the five. That's big, <laughs> I guess. I bought a suit when I got hired at SNL because I was like, I'm definitely going to be wearing this. Yeah, you'll need it. Yeah, and I've worn it to two weddings, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can relate. Yeah, <laughs> I can definitely relate. Well, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be wearing this suit all the time. Uh, but no. And then I bought a cardigan at the same time. I bought like I went to like I don't know what it was like a J Crew and was like I better I better dress up now that I'm in showbiz. <laughs> I'm then, a J Crew man now. Yeah, and well, it's in the bottom of Thirty Rock is really what it is. Oh, it is. It's just one at the floor. Oh, okay. So that's why I went there. I was <laughs> sure. Like, this is the one I can go to on my lunch. I'm sure Adam Sandler shopped here too. But. He didn't. He just wears cool things. He wears like basketball shorts. You know what? That was the worst example because, yeah, he does just wear a, yeah. a hoodie and whatever. Yeah. It looks great. Nick's hat. Yeah. yeah, it made me be like, I goofed up. Why am I trying to fit into this world? <laughs> Let me check the time here. Oh, yeah. Now we should spend some time talking about a podcast I've become a big fan of that you host. Oh, really? You listen to Entry Level? I sure do. That means a lot. Thank you. Yes. And, it, well, you know, what's interesting, it, um, I listened to well several recently, but all, one of them was the Chris Garcia episode. Yeah, and he's, he's great. My neighbor. He's your neighbor. I the. Li- I actually asked him this summer. I've been asking some people not about their first job, but about summer jobs. So I got just a taste of his story about working at the dry cleaner. Oh, but yeah, not was, close. You guys well, went yeah. way deeper. Well, my job is my podcast is completely is only about jobs. Correct. About first jobs you had before you were a comedian. 
Um, yeah, and he got a job. You could listen to his episode. His he got a job at the dry cleaner to try to make enough money to get a room at the Beverly Hills Hotel to lose his virginity <laughs> with the girl that they planned. That was their yeah. plan together. Yeah, it was a plan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. we didn't get that far on this show. So. Right? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, that's what's nice about just having a niche podcast. Sure. It's like we get into the real like minutia of what it's like to be a dry cleaner. Right. Yeah. Were yeah. you saying you find out a lot about people because some people find you know forget like cocaine, yeah. you know, in their bat in their pocket. Uh-huh. Which I'm like, how do you lose drugs? Like keep keep track, you know. Yeah. Maybe do that second or third check before you turn the jacket yeah, in. And yeah, and also if I buy drugs, I know I bought them. Like okay. I'm not just forgetting about it. That that <laughs> honestly, misplaced drugs, lost drugs shouldn't be that term shouldn't exist, really. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're being I'm, way irresponsible. I'm resp- if I buy drugs, I'm going to – I use them. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have enough willy-nilly money to just be forgetting about drugs. Yeah. Used drugs. Gone. Vanished. Yeah. yeah. They're gone. Uh-huh. Uh, so I really like the podcast. I, I, you were the, I think it was the beginning of the Chris Garcia one. You were talking about people are just emailing you. Like just listeners with their yeah, stories. No, yeah, they, how so, often do you get those on? I haven't heard many of those. I open every podcast episode with uh, listener mail. Now, okay, with, with two or three bad jobs listeners have had. Okay, um, and it's pretty fun. Like people have had some crazy jobs. Like you know, buried. Like uh, let's think of something. Like uh, had to had to bury a guy in, in not a cemetery, but it seemed legit. Um, oh my god. Old man died in a wheelchair, and they had to, like, wheel him around but not say anything back to his, like, room while other people in the old folks' home were trying to talk to him. Oh, my God. Yeah. I Uh, didn't hear that one. (laughs) Woman got tipped in Molly from a guy named Casino at an Outback Steakhouse. Just, like, fun (laughs) job. You know, fun stuff like that. So great. Yeah, everybody has a a terrible job that they're like, yeah, yeah. So uh, you, uh, in the Chris Garcia one, you mentioned that, and I haven't heard this episode, I really want to go to it and find it. It, uh, You said it was one dedicated to songs that are ruined by jobs? Oh, yeah. So we did a full episode of, like, yeah, of everybody who worked at a job that a song has ruined. Mm -hmm. No, that the job, a job that... Uh, made a song become unlistenable to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, for me, it's bubblegum pop from the 60s. Because mm-hmm. I used to work in this cave. I was a tour guide, and it was just nonstop, like, buttercup, sugar cup, or whatever that song, you know, like, like it's my birthday, and I'll cry. And I just remember <laughs> hating my life yeah. so much while these fucking eight songs played on repeat. And I was just so angry. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can't. If any of those songs come on, I'm transported back to being 16 in a gift shop of Bellevue, Iowa, waiting to give idiots tours of a cave. Do you have any songs that were ruined for you? Yes. Yeah, everyone does. Okay, what's yours? Well, it's it still goes on because I've had. Uh, I mean, it's not exactly. It's almost an entry level job. I've had I've had one uh, job since geez twenty some years now. Nineteen ninety one. I started a job that I still have That's... vending around town, selling beers at Wild Games, Twins Games, Vikings Games, uh, un- sure. United s- Soccer Games. How's the, how do you like the new Viking Stadium? It's too big. Yeah, it's too big. Too big. It's too much catered for the ultra rich. In that the, there's a sections that are completely, you know, that the average person can't even get to. 
Sure. And it's just there's it's such a is maze. It ever, is it full during the season? I mean, during Vikings? What do you mean? For a Vikings game. Oh god, yeah. Oh yeah. See, I don't know. See, I'm not sure. They they've been pretty decent, right, lately? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So, New I mean, stadiums always sell out right away first couple of years. Yeah, okay. I agree. I think they're building two in LA right now. Oh, yeah. Cuz they got two teams. We went from 0 to two teams too quickly. It's like we had no teams and now we got two teams and I'm like, I'm a Rams fan. And because they came first, the poor Chargers, no one gives a fuck about it. Right. They play in a soccer stadium. It's It stinks. I, I feel bad for the Chargers. And, and I'm like, if you were here first, I'd be a Chargers fan, but I'm a Rams fan. Yeah, yeah. And now the Raiders are leaving California they're for... Going, they're going to Vegas. Vegas, yeah. yeah. Okay, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, so I still do these jobs. And uh, so, my, you know, so I'm in the game day experience, whether, you know, whatever sport it is. And there's one thing that is in common with all these places. And it's like the jock jams. Yeah, like We Will Rock You by Queen. I haven't. I've That one doesn't, doesn't even get played that much okay. anymore. So I'm not sick of that one. I wrote down because I really wanted to bring this up to you. Yeah. No, it's the songs that involve clapping. Specifically, everybody clap your hands. Clap, clap, clap. I'm at work. It immediately transfers you to work. Everybody clap your hands. That one. I don't like it because it transports me to a fifth grade dance. Yeah. And it's your. That's that's fun. That we can a- I can have a sporting event on the television at home, and it I can hear it like you know faintly from whatever I'm watching, and I'm just like fuck yeah fuck yeah you're like I'm late. No, <laughs> right. it's really it's it's devastating. It's that one and the um, I can make your hands clap. Dun, 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 dun. I can make your hands clap. Fits in the tantrums or whatever it is. Oh, I don't know. I can make your hands clap. Clap 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 clap. They sound pretty similar. Yeah. These songs. Is it the same song? No. No. Yeah. It's not, but it sounds like let's change it up a little bit. Yeah. And they get played a lot. A lot. So, yeah, those yeah. are mine. No, and a completely reasonable. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, oof. I remember one time I worked at a job. It was a sporting goods store. And when you work at a sporting goods store in the mall, there's like a like a, a big one. It's called Hibbit Sporting Goods. They're, they give out like a CD once a month with like 18 songs that are like, you know, company accepted songs. Sure. And you go nuts. So it's only like 40 minutes. Yeah. And uh, you're eight hour shift. And so you just hear these songs for a month on repeat. I remember one time I went in and put it, just put on Pearl Jam Live on Two Legs. And uh, it took like maybe 30 minutes for my manager to be like, how many Pearl Jam? And did they just say like, how you fucking feeling? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I swear to Christ. I don't even know what songs those were. It was like. It was California Girls was one of them, I think, like, California Girls, like Katy Perry. And I was oh, like, California yeah. Girls. Yeah. Beep, 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 and I was, like, not to, you know, overset my bounds, but I was like, I get shooting this place up. Like, I, I'm going nuts. I don't, like, I don't never do that, but, I, and of course, I would never, but I'm like, you're making people go crazy. Yeah. It's no different, really, now that I'm thinking about this, than, uh, I don't know if they still do it, but there was an area downtown Minneapolis where in the evenings, I know especially on the weekend, they would want to stop people from just loitering. Mm-hmm. So they would play opera music loudly. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. Heard, I've heard bars that keep that, like, that's what's, that's what's kind of, I feel like, been lost with the new, like, jukeboxes where you can play any song you want. 
It used to be like a uh, a bar could pick, you know, the 100 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. CDs. Because they were actually inside yes. the machine. You had to pick those. Yeah. Now you have an infinite. Like an infinite. Yeah. Now it's like whatever you want. Apple Music. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I've heard like bars that would like whenever they didn't like the clientele, they would play an opera, like an opera, awesome, top to bottom to get people to leave. Awesome. Yeah, it'd be like <laughs> CD number ninety nine was whatever. Well, Fuck. what would get you to leave? California Girl. California Girls. <laughs> or Bubblegum Pop. Right. Right. Oh, hey, I wanted to tell you a. Um, the I know I keep bringing this up, but the uh, the episode with Chris Garcia is he mentions a, um, a potential drug test at one of his jobs, and yeah. they were going to test the hair and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a job with a drug test. Oh, in college it was. You get a little nervous. Uh, oh, I couldn't. I was asked to not come back. Oh, you didn't pass. I did not pass. Oh wow! Not only did I not did I not pass, but then I pretended to still have the job for two more weeks because you're embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Then one day driving home from the job I didn't have because I was actually driving home from my girlfriend's house, I stopped mm-hmm. at a park by my house, my parents' house, and needed to change clothes into my work clothes to right. go home. Yeah, as I'm cha- like like literally, I have my pants off in the front seat of my car. Yeah. I'm putting on these black shorts I was supposed to wear for work car full of three of my friends fucking drives by as I have my pants down. Right. And they're like, what dude, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I, I nothing, like, nothing. I feel like you, sh- you could be able to be like, I didn't pass a drug <laughs> test and I'm lying. <laughs> I, I used to have a joke about how you can't, um, well, maybe we should bring it back. I don't think I did it on my album about how like, if you take a drug test, but you're not sure if you passed or not, you can't call and ask. Because they don't call you to tell you the results they just you're just supposed to show up yeah they only call you if you failed yeah that's true yeah so i remember being like can i call and be like did you get them in like should i wake up tomorrow like but you can't do that <laughs> yeah you you just have to be like i sh- just show up confident oh she said uh the woman that you know Oh, I need to speak with you. Like, you. What was this job? Like, you can tell us. Oh, I'd be happy to tell you. Yeah. It was uh, the Paddleford boats on the Mississippi River. Wait, so you're like a you're in charge of like machines and stuff? Oh no, no, no! A pouring, pouring, uh, like a bartender slash. Do you need a hot dog? I'll take one off the roller so and give a you vendor. a hot dog. Yeah. Oh, then it you, was a. You should have no. You should have never been drug tested. You correct. Should be, you should be drug tested if you're in charge of safety. There's no safety. That's, I agree. Even even pouring, there was you know there was a bar. There was like maybe three taps of but beer, I, and then mixing drinks. It was the pre-pour where you click it to get the one a couple ounces. No, that was I, it. I'm, but I'm saying like, if you, I thought maybe you were in charge of a boat. Yeah, you yeah. got to be clean if you're in charge of a boat. Sure. If you're, if you're any sort of public transportation, I want you know a straight person. Which you know if you if you like to smoke, we just don't do that job. Yeah. Uh, no, Cap, the guy behind the wheel, was not high. Exactly. <laughs> Very he sure. Drug testing. drug testing anybody who's not in charge of other people's safety yeah. and is just in charge of other people's good time yeah. is crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I don't know, 19 or something? Yeah. 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 So the woman, you know, I went into work. I'd worked there maybe two weeks. And then it was like, oh, you need to take a drug test. And then, yeah, then I failed. Then I went back to work a couple days later. She pulls me aside and she's like, so. So I got the results back, and it came positive for uh, marijuana. I'm like, okay. She whispered it to me. whispered it to me. I'm like, yeah, okay. She goes, now I just need to ask, do you think this was a mistake? 
You're like, oh, yeah, let's, let, yeah, let me have another week of panic. Right. So I went, no. Let's no. Just call it what it is. And so I, she goes, you know, I, I did a little research. I found out that if this was, you know, from a couple weeks ago, if we just wait maybe two more weeks, you take it again and you can keep working. You're like, yeah, I, I'm high right now, bitch. This is a summer job. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm. We're done. Thanks. I'm just going to lie to my parents for a while. I'm just going to yeah. pretend like I work here for a few more weeks. Yeah, and, totally. I, I'm trying to think of, I bet I got drug tests. I think I got drug tests at like Target, but I quit. I quit Target after two days because my friends were going to go camping on the Mississippi, like down in Iowa, um, which is weird to say down in Iowa. It's usually up. Yeah, right. Uh, You're one of the few places where you stay down. Yeah, but we, we would go camping on the Mississippi. On, on, um, islands on the mississippi because you know it's bigger yeah uh and uh friends are like yo you want to go camping in the mississippi i was like i'm supposed to work at target let me quit real quick <laughs> yeah this is a two i worked there two days and quit really i ain't, I ain't going to, i ain't going to target if i could go camping on the mississippi tonight yeah yeah my uh so i have two daughters 10 and 12 and my 12 year old just yesterday uh told me the first job she wants to have she Go she's on. already announcing her entry level job. What what is it? Starbucks. Well, how come no straws? She's excited about that. She's she's happy with her eco friendliness. <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with it. She uh, just likes coffee. She likes chai lattes as a twelve year old. Yeah, it means she likes she likes like hot coffee. I mean not hot. I mean hot cocoa. Like those things. When you find out how much how many calories are in those, you're like, oh my god! I just assume it's full of sugar, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like 500 calories. Like my metabolism just kicked out, so I started doing like a, a calorie game, like where you put the calories in your phone. I call, oh. I call it body game. <laughs> try to beat body game every day. Game over. Yeah, <laughs> try to put in less than 2,000 calories. No, like on the road, it's impossible. I make it impossible. Like, um, but uh, yeah, then you're like, huh, like. How much is in like a Mountain Dew? Like oh. I love Mountain Dew. I'm yeah, like, it's like 240 calories. In, uh-huh. Like that's insane. Yeah, and beer is the main one. Yeah, I'm like a 12 pack because I'm from the Midwest. I can drink 12 beers and like throughout a day. Sure, you know, like six to midnight. Beer every half hour. Mm-hmm. I'm not even drunk. Just like go to bed. I'm like that's like a thousand calories. It's, I just ate two dinners. Yeah, right. So L- liquid sandwich. <laughs> But you're not full, and then it makes you eat. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is dangerous. Well, I hope you encourage her into the Starbucks, into this cultural revolution that is um, looking out for the environment and no straws. No straws. Uh, have you had they any- pay their They pay their employees well, I heard. Yeah, I was gonna, I was, I'm, that's what I want to know. Have you had anybody on that's worked at coffee shops as their first job? And what's the, uh, like, boutique, what's the overall? coffee shops. What's the overall opinion? Beth Stelling worked at Intelligentsia, which is a fancy coffee place uh, where it's like six bucks a coffee. But she's but then like she was so um, she, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid, which you do at jobs like self, like not self-important, like jobs where you work long enough. They're like each bean counts. We we, you know, only employ eco-friendly people who pay their workers well. So that's why our coffee is more expensive. Yeah, Uh, she loved it. And she defended it, which is it's odd to work at a job you defend. I used to defend Papa John's pizza because I interesting. Well, not I never defended Papa John. I was like, (laughs) I still like the pizza. I worked there for a while. I was like, I still like the pizza. Now I'm like, dang it. (laughs) I go go back and redact all that. (laughs) Come on, man. Just chill. 
relax, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm, even, even regardless of uh, Papa John himself. Uh, yeah. Mm-mm. Imagine ordering Papa John's and then an African-American man delivered it. You'd have to be like, sorry. <laughs> dude, I don't have a phone or internet or I just... Uh, yeah. like, <laughs> that guy sucks. I'm so out of the loop. I'd answer the phone in like a Peyton Manning jersey, just to like this is the only reason. Peyton no, Manning, I would, man. I mean, I would just be like, I would just be like, it's really good. And then anybody who works there would be like, it is. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's good. It's delicious. We overlook him too. It's fine. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> you can't, you know, associate him with a perfect product, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like so cheap. I get so so I used to work at Papa John's and I get furious when I call Papa John's and I know the I know the deal. Um what, when they're trying to trick you into something? No, I know how many <clears throat> specials there really are. Oh, okay. There's so many. Here's the secret. Uh there's a special for whatever you want. Whatever you want, there's currently a special at Papa John's for that. It's just not advertised. So you just tell them what you want and then you ask if there's a special for that. And they're is I guarantee it, and if they say there's not, they're lying, and they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> like I called the other week, and I was like, "Can I get two large pizzas? You know, is there any special on two large pizzas right now? Like one topping, five toppings." But you ask like you don't know. I don't because you don't know because they change, they go up and yeah. down, but they're 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 there. Yeah, but there there will be a large two topping special, uh, a large two. A too large special. Yeah. I mean, a too large pizza special. Yeah, yeah. Jeez Louise, I can't, I'm fumbling my words. There's one at all times, and uh, if they say there isn't, they're they're lying, and I get mad. And I was like, I want to talk to your manager. No. Yeah, I know, because I just know there is. And I used to work there, <laughs> and I was like, somebody would call and be like, "What's your specials?" And I would be like, "What are you looking for?" Like, because then I can find the special you need. Yeah. So anybody who doesn't do it, I get angry with. There, there's a special for everything. Yeah. Smalls, medium, larges. You want a family thing? There's currently one. They just pun- it's a number you punch in, and it's there. And they have a whole list in front of them. Interesting. It's not interesting. It's just how it works. And I'm furious when they do not have my back. Okay. Well, do you, can you help me out with this one? If I go to a McDonald's, it seems like after the sun has gone down, and I want to get some sort of ice cream treat. It's all it, nine out of ten times. It's oh, yeah, the machine is down. Oh, it's not working. Well, they they're open twenty four hours. Well, they also they just don't want to clean it, man. I mean, it's open it, twenty four hours. Why it, is anything closed down? But here's here's my here's where I will differ with you on this one. Um, I am not asking someone to start a new machine when I ask for this special. Well, I'm going to assume I'm not that they're not. Yeah, but you are because they've already cleaned the the ice cream machine that's why they're saying it's not they've cleaned it they don't want to re they don't want to start it again yeah so they're just being lazy which is fine i in my podcast injury level i am pro laziness okay i am anti not sticking it to the man okay okay so when i ask for a deal of a pizza that they are gonna make anyway (laughs) and they don't give me that deal i'm angry because it's like you're not making more money you're giving it to racist John. <laughs> so just give me the deal. You're being ridiculous. I'm more on your level than John is on your level. Who you want to hook up, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I get angry. Uh, <laughs> and I ask to speak to their managers. And then the managers usually are pretty tight, too, about it. Uh, and then I'm just like, yeah, dang it. <laughs> Fine, I'll do what you want. <laughs> 
there's never like a threat like I'm gonna fucking call Pop Pizza Hut right to, now. I used to prank call Papa John's from Papa John's. Like on my break and just be like, Hey man, I, I never complained, but there was a used condom on my pizza. <laughs> to the one you not the one you worked at. Oh yeah, the one I worked at. <laughs> And I would have, like, a name of a place we delivered the pizza to. I'd be like, yeah, this is, like, Jake Smith. I live at, you know, like, 1852 second. Yeah, and the guy's like, I just delivered a Jake Smith. he was like, oh, my God. And I was like, I'm all pro, you know, safe sex, but, like, not while you're doing the pizza. Like, (laughs) and, like, if you could, like, leave the condom off of my pizza. Like, I ate around it, but, like, I'm still not stoked. And I used to prank call people who would call Papa John's. I would answer it and be like, like, I mean, you know, a 16-year-old in Iowa would be like, hello, hello? And they'd be like, I'm sorry, I thought this was Papa John's. Like, he no, he no live here. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time my my uh, assistant manager, like, body-checked me across the room. <laughs> he was so angry. Yeah, he no live here. Why you call? Yeah. And, and because of that, they started online orders. So that couldn't well, happen before anymore. online orders. But then I remember I would call in, I print call them, and they'd be like, "We have your phone, we have your phone number, we have caller ID." And I was like, "No, you don't, bitch." Ah, right, right. I was like, "Call me back, call me back." And then I'd hang up, and then I'd call back and be like, "You didn't call, yeah. <laughs> liar." I was way too confident. I've always had too much confidence. Still, right? Yeah. So I wrote. I started a podcast about being bad at your job. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I do remember one time, uh, but it was a uh, you know, young kid, 12, 13, whatever, having a sleepover party at my friend's house uh, after whatever movie we were watching is over. And it's like, well, what do we get into now? Let's order a pizza for the people across the street. That's super fun. Yeah. And we did. I don't know if the payoff was as good as we were hoping. We, I mean, we just sat there in the window, watched the pizza guy come, have them have some sort of interac- interaction at the door, and the guy, like, with his head down, walked back to his car. Like, boop, mistake. Yeah. I mean, but I think we were hoping that we were going to be able to go outside and be like, oh, what are you going to do with that mistake pizza? But of course we didn't. No, exactly. Also, I've worked with pizza delivery drivers. Never feel bad for them. Those guys are having the best day. It's like they're just stoned. They're delivering pizzas, making minimum wage plus tips, and they're chill. Like those are good dudes. So I love pizza delivery guys. I think those guys are chill. Um, I would always be mad they wouldn't share their tips. That's all I remember. Oh, okay, sure. But then at the same time, I'm not driving a car. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I was making like I remember I worked at Papa John's for like three months, and I was making five fifteen an hour. And I was like, I'll, I'm going to say I'm going to quit, and they're going to be like, we can't lose you. We'll give you twenty dollars an hour. No, no. Yeah, I honestly believed that. And uh, when I was like, I'm going to quit, they go, that's cool. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh man, I didn't even mean to quit. Yeah. So then I just left and never went back. See ya. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I really thought you were going to beg me to stay. No, you're completely replaceable. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take long to teach somebody to do this. Not as good as you. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I just thought I was great at it. I was, they're like, yeah, no, it's pretty easy. You just, you're, you're a little heavy-handed with the cheese anyway. <laughs> Because you're only supposed to use two cups of cheese, and I would be like, I was like, I want to make sure. This no, this is how I like it. Yeah. Yeah. If you if I knew you and you ordered a Papa John's pizza, you were going to be like, and I knew it was going to a friend. 
you were going to be flabbergasted with the amount of amenities that I had added on to your pizza. Oh, in college, we had friends that worked at Little Caesars yeah. on Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. and they would basically open up before they were supposed to be open to make us pizzas, and they would put our names in, like, you know, in, uh, in dough. Yeah, and, like, oh, yeah. Like, you want to extra... Anything. You want to extra, like, um, garlic sauce? How about 50? Yeah, right. Exactly. How about... How about <laughs> And also some cheese sauce, ranch. You want ranch? We've got buffalo. You dip it in the buffalo and then you dip it in the ranch. Now, now we're dealing with like cool, cool breezy sticks. Like you're going to be, you're, we're going to knock your socks off for the amount of, the amount of things you get. So great. Yep. How many, uh, let's, so your podcast comes out on a every spi- Monday, every Monday, every Monday. You got, can you tease something that's coming up soon? Good episode. Um, I mean, they're all good, but yeah, I mean, we've had some really great guests. Um, Bobby Moynihan was on talking about what it's like to work in a photo booth as a young kid. Oh, I bet that's great. Yeah, like, do you do you keep nudes or don't you? And the answer is yes, they do. Uh, Taron Killam did an episode about being a child actor. He was a Naked Gun. Oh, weird. Um, yeah, he plays a kid in Geriatric Park, a, a scene from Naked Gun instead of Jurassic Park where it's old people. Geriat- no shit. Yeah, so he talks about that. Um Reggie Watts grew up in Montana, be, just doing all sorts of weird stuff. Paul Shear rollerbladed around Manhattan, handing out flyers. Um, Wild. Grace Helbig has worked at every terrible mall job possible. I listened to that one. Yeah, she's she's the queen of the suburb job. Yes. Um, yeah, it's been a, there's a lot of really really funny episodes. Uh, Mamie Hart is going to be this Monday, and she talks about how being an entrepreneur. Of, you know, like uh, making her homemade greedy, like um, Hallmark cards and uh-huh. like selling her parents fruit going around town. Weird. Yeah. Just like t- st- selling her own parents things. It's funny. Um, but yeah, no, there's some super funny episodes uh, that you should check out. I'm trying to think if I'm missing any. I mean, there's just a bunch of funny people. Connor O'Malley, who's like one of my favorite comedians right now. He made this show called Joe Para Talks to You. Okay. Yeah, he's on and he talks, you know, talks about he used to work at 1-800-GOT-JUNK uh, and he hung out in dumps, oh, like dumps so often. Gotta have full of stories. He had, got like a cyst on his neck from being like just just a dump person. Ah, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like any episode you, you know, Cole Byer, you, I forget, she used to work at like a bad Lane Bryant. Like a, a lingerie store for, you know, oh, yeah. overweight women. Uh-huh. And uh, just how it was crazy. <laughs> and she's also been arrested a bunch. And also in Nicole Byers' episode, she gives you a foolproof, like, uh, um, five-step process on how to steal from stores. Wow. So if you want to learn how to steal from, like, Old Navy. It's not too late. You can listen to that. Also, she has been arrested three times for theft. So it's not foolproof. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, check out. I mean, I I have fun listening to him. Paul Dangy was in the last one. Here's a McDonald's thing that I didn't know. He used to work at McDonald's. You can add um, Big Mac sauce to anything, lettuce to anything, onions to anything. So you can get like a double cheeseburger with Big Mac sauce, onions, and lettuce. What? For the price of a double cheeseburger. What? You got a mini Big Mac. Yeah. Yeah. That's clearly had been made fresh with like the whole, you know, no, I want unsalted fries so yeah, they don't have, you can do, so they're fresh. So you can do add-ons, add-ons, add-ons like crazy at McDonald's. You don't know that, but yeah, you, it's a hundred percent acceptable. 
I'll be going there tonight. You just changed my menu. You know what? That's what sucks. Is like I try to swear off like uh, fast food, and then he told me that. And I went and I did it. It was great. Yeah. 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 I'm sure. I was like, fuck. Uh-huh. So good. Yeah. My wife and I were running late for something the other night. I'm like, you know we're just going to McDonald's drive-thru. Oh, yeah. It's It sucks how good it is. Uh-huh. And how bad it is for you. Yeah. We almost got confused because the two cheeseburgers not number two anymore. It's now number nine. Oh, really? Yeah. Watch oh. out for that. There's my advice. Careful. Watch out for that. What's number two now? I mean, Quarter number- pounder with cheese, I believe. Oh, that's a big guy. That's yeah. A big guy. Yeah. I mean... Ray Kroc would be rolling in his grave deep down in hell where he belongs. <laughs> guy's a piece of shit. Did you see The Founder? No, there's another one I want to watch. Oh my gosh. No, I haven't. It's amazing how awful he is. I read a book years ago about him, that food ink or something like that. I don't know. He's just a bad guy. So... Check, check out the founder. And also, the, do you know about the guy who's eating a Big Mac like every day of his life for like 50, for 50 years now? Uh, he's still doing that? Yeah, his name's like David Graborski. I or think something. I saw him on Oprah like 20 years ago, yeah, right? Possibly. It's weird how he's like strangely skinny, but lo- yes. looks like he's been eating Big Macs for 50 years. He, like, yes, skinny, yet he, like, I remember, if I'm picturing the right guy, like gross, stringy hair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely. He flat irons it. <laughs> uh, and then, like, there's photos of him, like, laying on Big Macs and stuff. No. It's real weird. If you want to go down a rabbit hole. There might out. be a sexual thing in that, huh? Check out that guy's life. Uh, check check out guy who, who eats Big Macs. And uh, you, you're going to be bummed, but, like, fascinated. Is he right? Yeah. And he just ate his, like, 50,000th. And he's like, I don't know if I can keep going. Ugh. And we're all like, don't. No. <laughs> this is plenty. Yeah, the guy who uh, had the longest fingernails, he finally gave up. I don't know if you saw that recently. I did see that. And yeah. I'm like, well, can, way to go, weirdo. <laughs> it's like, why did Forrest Gump stop running? It's like, he just was like, I don't know. I guess I got all the attention I needed. Did you see why that the fingernail guy originally started growing those? 50-some um, years ago? A coke nail? I don't know. <laughs> Why? Because it's as simple as a teacher told him he never followed through on anything. Okay. So it was a 55-year, I'll show you. Way to go, Dara Psycho. Yeah, right, Dara Psycho. Yeah. That's what that guy's... That's what his, like, autobiography should be called. I agree. Someone dared a psycho. <laughs> this is perfect. Brooks, thanks again. Thanks so much. This was like, I feel like we did, I feel much better because I was worried that we were going to talk too much about comedy and we didn't and it was really fun. I I, I try hard to cover lots. No, Make I it know, about you. I, I'm like, I'm like, we, I feel like we've covered it all. And I was like, I don't think we covered any of this. Good. I'm going to go jump on that scooter. I'm going to go swimming before this show because, uh, because I think I should, you know, like get cool off a little bit um, from having this beer that we just had. There you go. Uh, so it's this. If you're listening to this the day it's released, which is today, Thursday. Got a show Thursday tonight. Tonight, and, and I would two, say I would say two Friday, two, two Saturday, Friday, two Saturday. I would say last night's show was one of my favorites I've ever had in my life. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm on a like Wednesday night, really gearing up for this hour special, and I'm really proud of it. So, yeah, people need to come hear it because you're about to retire everything once you record it. I mean, fingers fucking crossed. It's happening. (laughs) It's happening. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Brooks.